Open your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Luke, the first chapter and the 30th verse. Luke chapter 30, excuse Luke chapter 1, verse 30. You know, we've been looking all during the month of December at what we call the words of Christmas. You know, we hear a lot about the sounds of Christmas, the bells, the songs, the carols. But we've been saying, well, what are the words that are uniquely identified with Christmas? Well, on December the 4th, we looked at the word peace. And you realize that when the birth of Jesus was foretold and God said he was going to send his son into the world, he said he shall be called the Prince of Peace. When I think of Christmas, I think of peace. Peace with God through the cross, the blood of Jesus, and the peace of God in our hearts. But then there's another word that is closely related to Christmas, and it is word joy. We think of Christmas, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And we remember uh, when the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And joy is that gladness, that delight. That inner strength that comes to us through the presence of Jesus. And then last Sunday, we looked at the word hope. I somehow feel that when Jesus was born in the stable and laid in that manger in Bethlehem, that hope came into the world. God says there's hope for each one of us. Adam's sin came short of the glory of God. And and since that, we've all sinned. But God said, I'm going to begin again. And I'll give you hope of forgiveness and hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And for us, that verse in Romans fifteen thirteen, And the God of peace fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Peace, joy, and hope. But today, as we've announced, we're going to focus on the word Jesus. You see, that's where peace comes from. Peace comes from Jesus in our lives. You see, that's where joy comes from. It comes from the presence of Jesus in our life. And by the way, that's where hope comes from, from the presence of Jesus in our life. The one word that describes Christmas is the word Jesus. And you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Listen to what it said. Then the angel said to her, Mary, do not, do not, then the, let's see, that's 1 verse 30. Hold on just a minute. All right. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and we call son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him of the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom it will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I know not a man? The angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is born of you will be called the Son of God. Thou shalt call, she said, the angel said to Mary, you will call his name Jesus. You know, then there's another verse over in chapter 2, verse 21. I'd kind of overlooked that. The eighth day after Christ had been born, 
or came into this world. He was taken uh, to the place where, uh, uh, you know, concerning his circumcision. And I want you to listen to this. It's kind of like he went and they officially registered him and gave Mary and Joseph a birth certificate. It says in Luke 2.21, And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Kind of overlooked that. The eighth day, circumcision, which was a part of the covenant between God and the children of Israel. And so it's kind of the official registering of a child when that eighth day came. Now, I kind of wonder what it was like when they took Jesus for the circumcision and for him to be registered. Now, I just kind of was wondering what his birth certificate looked like. I mean, you know, it says, uh, name, Jesus Christ. Okay. Who is his father? Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I said, I don't believe I know that man. And by the way, does he have a middle name? Master, Savior, Mediator, Advocate, Great High Priest, Head, Lord, and Judge. There's never been a birth certificate like that before. You know, Christmas is all about Jesus. And today we're just going to notice the fact that the Bible says, and I want you to listen, the Bible says that God has given the name Jesus the name above every other name. There's no other name in time or eternity that is higher, has more honor than the name of Jesus. It is the name above every name. And the awesome thing is this. You don't separate the babe in the manger. You don't separate him from his name. You don't separate the Jesus that was born, that was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. You don't separate him from his name. Everything Jesus is, he is in his name. You don't separate the name Jesus from the time the Father spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I, will, I am well pleased. You see, everything Jesus is, he is in his name. The name Jesus is not some magical charm that we use. No, no. It, Jesus is who he is. It is all that he is, is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible makes it clear that his name is the name that is above every name. If you have your Bible, turn to the book of Philippians. And I want you to notice that it says that the Father has given him the name that is above every name. We begin to read in Philippians 2 verse 5. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the name of Jesus. And first of all, I'm telling you that Jesus is the name above every name. It says in verse 5 of Philippians 2, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did he not think it something to be held on to, to be equal with God. Now this is talking about his birth. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself 
and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. And then here it is. Therefore, because he entered time as a servant, obeyed the Father's will and went to the cross and died in our place, taking our sins on himself. It says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Father gave him the name that is above every name. That name is Jesus. You know, as I was thinking about that, I mean, I don't believe there's a name that's more known anywhere all over this world, Jesus. That name, you know, it's just, it's just a name that immediately calls for your attention. And it is the name that is above every name. And I got to thinking about that, how that the fathers exalted him. And it reminded me of, uh, you know, I love, I love choruses. And, you know, you, you, you kind of learn a chorus, <clears throat> and you begin to sing it, <clears throat> and it kind of goes with you even after you, you've moved on. And I said, now, Jesus, that name is above every other name. God's exalted him. And throughout eternity, throughout eternity, the name of Jesus will be above every other name. And then I got to thinking of this chorus. <clears throat> the words go like this. I wonder if you've ever heard this before. Jesus, 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 there's this something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Have you ever heard that chorus before? Well, I think we could sing it. You say, oh, now, Brother Fred, don't do that. No. Every one of these points I've gotten this message, when I was studying it last night, God said, he gave me a chorus for every one of them. And I had some of the words confused, because, so I called Ed, and he had them confused too. You understand? <laughs> But we finally got them straightened out. But this one, Jesus, you know, it's a name above every name. So I want to sing this chorus, and it'll help us just remember. And I'm going to try to get it right, and you just follow. If you don't know, you just hum along. And I might expect you all of you know the words. <clears throat> Are you ready? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all 
way. But there's something about that name. And I'm sure glad you've got that mic down there helping me out. <laughs> but let me tell you something else about the name of Jesus. See, Christmas is all about Jesus. Jesus, the name above every name, but listen to this. Jesus, the name that every person will worship. Did you know that? He, Jesus is the person that every person, either now or in eternity, either now and know him and spend eternity in heaven, even then worship him and spend eternity in hell. But it is, Jesus is the name, is the person that every person will worship. You say, well, how you know that, Brother Fred? Look right here. In verse 10 of Philippians 2, that at the name of Jesus, get this, every knee is going to bow. And, and every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I got to thinking, Buddha will bow one day and worship Jesus. Mohammed will bow one day and worship Jesus. Adolf Hitler will bow one day and worship Jesus. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as a fellow said to me one time, you can bow now or bow later, but every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee is going to, everybody's going to worship him. Praise God, we can worship him now and worship him for eternity in heaven. But the agnostic, the atheist, the skeptic, the blasphemer, all of them one day will fall in absolute reverence and awe before the Son of God and will worship him. And boy, that reminds me of a chorus. I tell you, I love it. (laughs) Now listen to this. You're going to love this. No other name. But the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of the Lord. No other name but the name of Jesus is worthy of glory and worthy of honor and worthy of power and worthy of praise. I'm telling you, everybody one day is going to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to sing that together. You ready, Brother Ed? Get it pitched right. Let's go. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of the Lord. No other name but the name of Jesus is worthy of glory and worthy of honor. And worthy of power and all praise. Jesus, the name that is above every name. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus, the name that every person one day will bow and worship as King of kings and Lord of lords. Hey, Jesus, the only name in which there is eternal salvation and eternal life. In Acts chapter 4, 
It talks about that in Jesus is the only name where a person can be saved. In Acts chapter 4, verse 10, I want you to listen to what it says. Peter and John had just healed the lame man. They were, in chapter 3 of Acts, they were going into the temple. There was a man lame from his birth, and they, he asked them uh, for silver and gold. He was begging. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise and walk. Well, then, uh, that upset the religious leaders because this man, not on, Jesus, not only he, uh, he was not only healed by the power of Jesus, but he jumped up and began to leap for joy and went into the temple, and it just caused a stir. Well, so they confronted Peter and John. Well, what is this now? What is this about this man being healed? All right, now, in verse 10 of Acts 4, let it be known to you all and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands before you hold. The stone which the builders rejected, the stone which was rejected by the builders, has become the chief cornerstone. Then he says it, nor is there salvation in any other. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus, the name, the only name, in which there is salvation and eternal life. But you know, you go over to the book of Romans, and I want you to listen. You see, salvation and eternal life is in Jesus. Jesus, the name in which there is salvation and eternal life. It says in verse 9 of Romans 10, If you will confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead. Now, You've got to confess with your mouth. You're going to speak. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And then in verse 13, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus, the name, the only name in which there is salvation and eternal life. Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, I'm the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But let me go on and say this, because this next song covers two areas. Not only is his name the only name in which there's salvation and eternal life, the Bible says that there's, Jesus is the name in which there is healing. You see, I believe in the name of Jesus, there is physical healing. In the name of Jesus, there's mental, emotional healing. I believe there's the healing, healing presence of Jesus in his name. And you remember, it was all about this lame man that had been been healed by Peter and John when they went into the temple. And you remember, they said, you've got to understand That it was by Jesus that this man stands here whole. Listen at verse 10. Let it be known to you all and the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus, of Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here whole. But you know, you go back to chapter 3 and you look at verse 6. I'm talking about Jesus, the name in which there is healing. 
There's healing in the name of Jesus. Physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. We read in Acts chapter 3 verse 6, that the lame man was asking for silver and gold. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by his right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw the working, the, the man walking and praising God. But now listen to what they said to the religious leaders. It says here, but you denied the Holy One, Jesus, and the just, and you asked for a murder, Barabbas, to be granted to you. You killed the Prince of Life. God raised him from the dead, and we're witnesses. And then he says, and his name, are you listening? And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, faith that comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. I'm going to tell you, Jesus, the name above every name. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus, the name of which every person's going to worship. Everybody's going to worship Jesus. And then there's Jesus in whom there is salvation and eternal life. Jesus in whom there, there, there is healing. And, and then that gives me the, the third song we're going to sing. Boy, it's a great chorus. Listen to the words. You know it, man. I, this, I just find myself just singing this. There's life in Jesus' name, cleansing and healing in Jesus' name. Just believe in him. Come to him. Receive your now his power. For in Jesus' name, there is life for you this day. See, there's life in Jesus' name. Man, I'm talking about life and cleansing and healing. There's life in Jesus' name. Let's sing that together. Brother Ed, you start us off, really. There's life in Jesus' name. There's cleansing and healing in Jesus' name. Just believe Him. Come unto Him. Receive from His power, for in Jesus' name, there's life for you this hour. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, we go to the next one, that is this. There's strength. There's strength. Jesus, there's strength for every day to live in Jesus' name. Strength for every day that we live. And man, I got to thinking of John 15, verses 4 and 5. See, there's strength in his name. Strength to live every day. Strength to overcome temptation. Strength to do the things that God wants you to do. And so in John 15, 4 and 5, it talks about the strength that comes. Jesus was speaking to us, and he said, you talking about strength in Jesus Abide in me, John 15, 4, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. He said, you're not going to have any strength in yourself. 
I'm the vine and you're a branch, and my life has to come from the vine into you because your strength is not found in yourself. It is found in me. And he says in verse 5, I'm the vine. You are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. No wonder Paul said, realizing that Jesus, the strength to live a life that is pleasing to God, that overcomes the world, the flesh, and the devil. No wonder Paul said, as he looked at his life in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. I can do all things. Not by struggling or striving or trying hard. I can do all things as I abide in the vine, as I allow Jesus Christ to be my life. He said, I can do all things through Christ who is my what? Strength. Hey, Jesus, the name above every name. Jesus, the name, the person that everyone will worship. Jesus, the name, the one in which there's, for, there's salvation and eternal life. The name, Jesus, in which there is healing. But I'm telling you, Jesus, the name, the person in which there's strength to live the Christian life one day at a time. And of course, um, that uh, brings me to a, another song. And I don't know what I did with that one, Ed. There's strength in, the strength in Jesus. I don't see it. I think I skipped it. But you know the words? You ready? All right. Give us the words, Ed. Go ahead. There's strength in the name of the Lord. There's, There's power. power in the name of the Lord. There's hope in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Y'all know, y'all know that one? Okay. Amen. I forgot to write it down, but we're going to sing it. You ready? There, there is strength in the name of the Lord. Yes. There is power in the name of the Lord. There is hope in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes. In the the name name of the Lord. Here's the last one. There is Jesus, the name that has power over Satan and all the demons of hell. Jesus, the name above every name. Jesus, the name, the person that everyone will worship. Jesus, the one in whom there's salvation, eternal life, and healing. And Jesus, the name in whom there is strength every day that we live. The strength to live the Christian life. But Jesus, the name that has power over Satan and every one of his demons. I love this passage. Acts chapter 16. You know, Paul and them had been preaching. And there was a lady, the Bible says, who had a spirit of divination. She'd just been following him around and just saying, well, these people are the ones of the most high God. She had a demonic spirit in her life. Now, listen to what happened. I'm talking about Jesus, the name that has power over Satan and every demon. Now, it happened as they went to prayer that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us and brought her much profit, her master's much profit, by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. 
And this she did for many days. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said, not to the girl, to the spirit. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. The name that Satan and all the demons of hell have to obey and respond to. I love that passage in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, where he sent the disciples out. Man, they came back just absolutely overjoyed because you know why? That, I'm, let me tell you why. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then he said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents. These were talking about demonic spirits. To trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice because your name is in heaven. I'm going to tell you, listen. Satan, every demon spirit, has to obey and respond to the name of Jesus because they are under the feet of the Son of God. And they have no right to harass us, intimidate, and cause us to stumble or fall. There's power in Jesus' name over every demonic spirit. And, and, and you know, there's a verse in 1 John 4, 4, it says, uh, and we have overcome them because greater is he that is in us than is in the world. And uh, and I, I was thinking that little course, uh, greater is he that is in us, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I said, well, that, that's not really the, the, the song I, that I want. And this morning, as I was shaving, you know, amazing things happen when you're shaving. When I was shaving, I, I, the song came to me. Uh, and that, that's the one that I... Uh, uh, that I, I said now, I, I, I don't know all of it, but I know enough of it for us to sing just the first part. It goes like this. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you have to flee. I think that's enough, don't you? Ed, can you lead us in that? All right. Are you ready? Okay. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. That's a good one, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. You just need to go around the house singing that today and make the devil mad. Well, here it is. The Father has highly exalted Jesus, given him the name that is above every name. And Christmas is all about Jesus. Every light ought to remind you of Jesus. Every tree ought to remind you of Jesus. Every gift ought to remind you of Jesus. Because that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about Jesus.